Good morning. What a great crowd. We, uh, we're excited to be here. Um, I'm excited because today is a day about baptism. And at, at church on Sundays, we've been reading through this ancient letter that Paul wrote to this church that was in a city called Philippi. And Philippi was a colony of the Roman Empire. And the very next passage that we were, that we're supposed to study, uh, it says this. I want to read this to you because it, it talks about citizenship uh, for Christians. It talks about citizenship for God's people, and it directly ties in with baptism. And so I'm going to share just for a couple of minutes about citizenship as we're going to read in the, in, the, in the scriptures. And then we're going to have a boatload of people come up and share their story of what God's doing in their lives because they're ready to be baptized. We've got two infants. We've got five people that are coming for, uh, to make their own profession of faith in Jesus uh, to be baptized. And so, so that's what's going to happen here. And so let me read. Uh, this is Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Okay? It says this. It says, But our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, from heaven, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Lots of things to say in these two verses, but just to focus on what Paul says, he says, our citizenship is in heaven. So when you become a Christian, when you put your faith in Jesus, when you commit your life to following Jesus, you become a citizen of heaven. And that changes everything. Some people, though, think about this idea of being citizens of heaven in the wrong way. There's a lot of people and a lot of Christian folks who think that having your citizenship in heaven means that, <clears throat> all right, you're living here for a little while, but really the good stuff is up in heaven. Your citizenship is in heaven, and you're just dying for that moment when you can leave this earth and escape and go to heaven because your citizenship is in heaven. That's not what citizenship means in the Bible. That's not what Paul means when he talks about citizenship. Stick with me here. <clears throat> the point of being a citizen back in the ancient world where Paul was writing, the point of being a citizen meant that citizens were designed to actually leave the capital and go out into the, like the, the, the farthest parts of the empire and to bring the character of the empire where it wasn't. That's what citizens did. The Roman government would grant citizenship status for people who would leave Rome and take all of the values, all of the glory, all of the wealth, all of the blessings of the Roman Empire and bring it where it wasn't yet. Friends, our citizenship is in heaven. Not because we are dying to get back, although we want to be with Jesus. But it's the reverse in this passage. From heaven, we're waiting for Jesus to come here. We're waiting for Jesus to come here. Being a citizen of heaven means that God is calling each of us, not just to follow Jesus, but to then take all of the values of his kingdom, all of the blessings of his kingdom, all the love and the grace of his kingdom, and to bring it into this world where it's not. That's what it means to be a citizen of heaven. The church is an outpost of heaven. We are called to embody the culture, the virtues, and the values, and the norms, and the life of Jesus in this world where it's not. 
so that we can extend the borders of God's kingdom. So the citizens, we are the kingdom of God. We are citizens of heaven, and we're bringing heaven to earth. And that's exactly what baptism is a picture of. A bap- baptism isn't us being translated up into heaven, but it's the heavens opening up and pouring God's presence down on his people. Baptism is heaven coming to earth. That's what baptism is. It's God opening the heavens and with his voice and with his spirit bringing heaven to earth. And it's awesome because baptism is about individuals. It's individuals who commit and God brings his presence, his spirit, his love, his grace into their lives so that they are filled with God's spirit. They're filled with God's presence and then they bring God's presence into all the world. Some of you are here and you've been baptized and you didn't know this. Some of you are here and you're baptized and now you realize that when you were baptized, whether you remember it or not, God spoke over you that you're his citizen, that you have his presence, and he wants you to be filled with his presence so that you can care about people the way that he cares about you, so you can love people the way he loves you, you can work hard in the way that that, that reflects his excellence. And so baptism is God investing people with his presence to strengthen them to be his citizens. That's what it means that we are citizens of heaven. Now, we're going to do baptism in a couple of different ways today. Some people are going to be dunked. They're going to go down under the water and come back up. Now, the gospel that is pictured in dunking with baptism is that our old self dies with Jesus, with the crucified Jesus, and we are raised to walk as a new self, filled with his spirit and his strength so that we can walk in new life. Others will have water poured out over them. And the the gospel picture of pouring is that, again, the heavens are opening up and God's Holy Spirit is descending upon them, water from above, drenching them and filling them with God's heavenly presence. And like I said, we're going to baptize both uh, adults and one child making their own profession of faith, but we're also going to baptize two infants. Um, With infants, children, they grow up in the church. They grow up in the faith. They grow up as God's citizens. And our hope and prayer is that they would never know a day that they weren't following Jesus and trusting him for their own salvation. And so again, baptism preaches to us today. It'll preach to those who are being baptized, and it'll preach to all of you who have been baptized. Again, not us translated into heaven, but heaven coming down to us. Not us escaping the world to some kind of heavenly home, but heaven coming down, and us, by God's power and strength, making this earth his home. And what's amazing, too, about baptism is it doesn't just declare that we're citizens, but it's more personal than that. Baptism isn't just a citizenship ceremony, but it's an adoption ceremony. And so in baptism, we're not only made citizens, but we are made children of God. We're made sons and daughters of the King. So not just citizens, but in God's family, with his love, and filled with his grace. If you haven't been baptized today, there's still a chance, there's still an opportunity. Um, We're going to have people come up. They're going to share their testimony. And as you think and process,
process. I want you to listen. There's lots of different stories because God works in lots of different ways. Um, but as you hear how God has worked in these people's lives, if you're ready to commit to Jesus, if you're ready to take that step forward in baptism, after the testimonies, as we walk down, um, I'm going to have you chase Chad down. Chad's in the back right there. Um, you can ask Chad. He'll connect you with one of our leaders. We've got men and women that are ready to, to talk to you about baptism, to pray with you if you want to receive Jesus today. And so, um, so that may be you. God is working in your life, and he may be calling some of you forward um, to, to commit to Jesus and to be baptized today. And so, um, so I'm going to invite first, got the Munoz family. We've got Martine and, Hel um, and, and Chung. They're going to come forward. They've got their two daughters, Carolina and, Hel and, uh, and Helena. They're going to be baptized as infants, um, even though Carolina's not an infant. So I'll have you guys come up and, and stand over here on this side. So when we commit to God, God commits to us and our children. And from beginning to end, the Bible says that when adults commit to God, God commits to them and their kids. So I'm going to ask Martin and Chung some questions about their faith. Um, and, uh, and then I've got a question for you, too. So pay attention. So, hi. Martin, uh, Martin and Chung, um, do you believe that your children are made in the image of God and created to worship, serve, and enjoy Him in all of life? Like, yeah, I believe that. Um, do you acknowledge your children's need of the cleansing blood of Jesus and the renewing grace of the Holy Spirit? And do you claim and trust in God's covenant promises on their behalf? And do you look to Jesus for their salvation as you do your own? And do you promise to instruct your children in the teachings of the Christian faith, to pray with and for them? and to raise them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Awesome. Okay, they're standing up here by themselves, but God wants to make it really clear to them that they're not alone in the parenting process. And so I want to ask you all, as the family of God, do you pledge to assist Martin and Chung in the Christian nurture of these children and to love them in whatever way God may call you? Awesome. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, loving us and loving our families. And we pray that, uh, that your spirit would descend upon Carolina and Helena and fill them with your presence so that they would grow up loving you, knowing you, and being with you. We pray that you would strengthen us as a church family to gather around Martin and Chung and to be an encouragement and a support to them in the ups and the downs of parenting. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys can go back and sit down. And... Sydney Lucas, where are you? Hey, come on up. Sydney is maybe one of the younger folks that has that, that's professed faith in Jesus. And so, um, I, uh, so what we do with kids is that when parents believe that their children are ready, to, uh, they've committed to Jesus in their own lives, uh, which means that they're able to articulate the gospel for themselves and to talk, and they, they can see the, the evidence of God's Holy Spirit working in their lives. The parents say, hey, I think my child's ready. And so then we say, great, let's talk to him. And so, <clears throat> so I've had uh, an extended interview with Sydney and uh, with the family.
talked about her faith, and so I'm going to ask her some questions so that she can tell us what she believes about Jesus. How you doing, Sydney? Good. Yeah? You excited? Uh-huh. Awesome. Okay, well, so Sydney, how did you come to realize that you were a sinner who needs forgiveness? Because one day when I was at my grandma and grandpa's house in Texas, and I was kind of so I I realized when I kept reading the Bible, I realized that I could be forgiven because I thought that at first I couldn't be forgiven. Well, that's amazing. Do you know why God forgives us or how God can forgive us? Well, yes, because the Bible says that there's nothing God can't do. That's awesome. Um, how has being forgiven by God made a difference in your life? Because when I, because I used to lie a lot, and when my family said to not do something, I just kept doing it. Yeah. Wow. So what's happened now that you have been forgiven? So now I listen to my family sometimes. And, and I always um, help my little sister, and I don't blame her for stuff anymore. And we got a new book for my sister's birthday yesterday, and, and it's about the Bible. Wow. Um, Y'all, that's six-year-old repentance. That's the Holy Spirit working in the life of a six-year-old. Anything else you want to share with us today? So when I was little, I used to um, not listen to my family, but then I realized that sometimes you can be forgiven if you pray to God. But that night, when I said all of my bad things, I prayed to God. She told me this amazing story of, um, of being, of, of realizing, like literally feeling the conviction of her sin and praying and asking God for forgiveness. And then she went out and confessed it to her family um, and asked them to forgive her as well. And so, um, Sydney, thank you so much for sharing. Um, God, baptism means that God's going to make you a citizen in his, in his kingdom, and you're going to be a daughter of God. He wants you as his daughter. Did you know that? Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. So I'm going to have you sit back down. We're going to have some other people share, and then we'll baptize you in a little bit. I'd say, all right, let's just go and do this thing. Um, but we have more people in whom God is working. And so D, D, where, 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 oh, there we go. D, Kane, come on up. I know. How do you beat a six-year-old? That's okay. going for a period of time. Um, one of my very 
past few years, graduated, and I'm just ready. I always believe Jesus is my Savior, and I'm just ready to make it official and ready to be adopted. Thanks so much. I love the story because it shows that you don't have to have the answers. You don't have to have the answers. Asher, thank you so much. Hey, I don't know. Just come to church. Just come on. There's answers there. And so Dee starts coming, and she joins a community of people and is getting the answers that she needs. And, um, yeah, has come to know or has come to recommit to Jesus and is ready to be baptized. Okay, um, this next person, I saw him for like two seconds before the service started. Drew, Drew Sager, where are you? Oh, there you are. Okay. Drew, come on up. Probably because we were late. Oh, no. Uh, we were late. You were before. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I've been uh, a similar story. I uh, was born and raised up in Orange County and uh, been a Christian my entire life. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, went to a private Christian elementary school um, where I actually ended up losing my best friend, um, which really actually strengthened my faith, surprisingly. Um, tough time but got really met God there and, and became real in a young age um, then I got dumped into a private uh, public high school where there was a lot more struggles uh, playing basketball and, and getting into the world was was a shock after being so sheltered for so long um, and then I graduated came down here to San Diego to Point Loma uh, been here ever since and um, never really had a home church family like this um, so after I graduated met my wife in the front um, and we found Harbor through some connections through her family and um, just never got around to being baptized. So here I am. I uh, wanted to do it today. So awesome. I appreciate it. So when Drew said, like, I've been a Christian my whole life, I've just never been baptized. I was like, could you share that, please? Because that's the story for a lot of us, right? It's like, I know, I know a lot of you, you've been in the church, you've just never been baptized. And so I'm like, are you embarrassed? He's like, no, this is just, this is the time. I'm doing it now. So that might be you today. If it's you, talk to Chad afterwards and we'll baptize you today. Because today is the day. Today is the day. You don't need to wait. Um, okay, Dale. Where's Dale? Dale Howard. Where are your notes, Dale? You didn't bring your notes? You just gonna do it? You yeah. just gonna, really? Yeah, really. Dale's got something special for us. No. no. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> so, oh uh, wow. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. All my life, I've struggled with like self righteousness, and I've just been humbled a lot in this past year with the Lord. And honestly, like, like. I've always wanted to be the best I can be, and the best role model a person can have is Jesus, and honestly, just all the praise and glory to Him the rest of my life uh, as I live and try to be more like Him in every day, even though it, it is un unattainable, but at the same time, it's the best thing to strive for, and uh, in my last two years of, like, my walk with Christ, like, it's been, like, on fire in the beginning, lukewarm, and then just kind of there, and I just want to be on fire the rest of my life for Jesus. So, Dale, you know, hey, can I ask a quick question? Um, what are the ways that God's changed you in the last year? I mean, you talked about being humble. Anything yeah. else that you want to maybe share? A, a big thing is grace. Um, it's one of those things that 
like you can't attain it by like working toward it you just have to live in joy and happiness so I think that's one of the biggest ones is grace and how you walk appreciate it all right we got one more and that's Miranda Miranda Curry come on up
So now I still struggle with depression and anxiety, um, but I have uh, a new hope in Christ. Um, and I know that this life isn't all that there is um, and that there's something so, so much better out there. And his name is Jesus. Thank you, Miranda. So good. Thank God for campus outreach. Thank God that um, even when we grow up in the church, it doesn't always stick. You know, there's lots of different things that happen as people grow up in the church. And um, but thank God for, for campus outreach, reaching on a Christian campus and finding folks that uh, that haven't really understood the gospel yet. Um, and maybe that's where you are today. Um, I love that God spoke to Miranda and said, daughter, daughter, because that's what baptism is. Baptism is God opening the heavens and saying, you are my son, in you I am well pleased. You are my daughter, and in you I am well pleased. Not because of things that you do, but because of Jesus' love for you. He seeks us out. And so if you um, if you're not a Christian, I'd encourage you to open your heart and receive the love of Jesus today. Confess your sins. Join the rest of us who have already admitted that we're not good enough for God, but we don't have to be. To become a Christian is just to say, Jesus, I'm going to stop living as though you're not in charge and make you my Lord. You are Lord, and I'm all in. If you are ready to do that, you can do that in a prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer in just a minute here. Um, and then we'd love for you to be baptized today. Um, we'll have you chase down Chad. Chad's right, he's standing up in the back. Um, when I'm done praying, we're going to walk to the water, and then we're going to uh, sort of gather around the water, and then I'm going to go out. We're going to baptize the infants first, and then we'll baptize um, the professing folks, the folks who've made their own uh, their commitment to Jesus We'll baptize them in the same order. Um, but then while we walk down there, Chad will connect you with somebody who can who can help you pray to receive Jesus or talk to you about baptism. So we'd love for you to be baptized even today. Um, and then for all of you who are baptized, man, God loves you. He cares about you. He is with you. You're not alone. You're not on your own. Um, and sometimes he communicates that directly. And other times he communicates it through the church, through the family, through the brothers and the sisters that are here. And so rejoice in your status as citizens and adopted children. Let's pray today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the joy that is to know you. Thank you for the way that you work in people's lives and for the privilege that we get to hear how you have worked in all these different lives. God, we, it's amazing to me to think about the kinds of blessings that you rain down on us when we turn the direction of our life to follow you, that you would make us your citizens, that you would make us your children, that you would love us and forgive us. It's truly, truly, truly amazing. You are gracious and patient and understanding and forgiving. And we love you for it. And if you're here, I just want to say, if you're here and you're ready to commit to Jesus, 
then pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. I confess my sins. Please forgive me. I make you my Lord, and I commit to following you wherever you lead. 